electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanier with Jim Cramer's back at Post 9 with me and David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Futures down to start a shortened week as China confirms this new respiratory virus. Davos begins along with the Senate trial of the president. Earnings kick into second gear tonight with Netflix, IBM. Europe is red. The 10-year just below 1.8. Our roadmap begins with a rally pause. Stocks are set to pull back from record levels at the open amid growing concerns about the spread of this new virus in China. Plus, sustainability becoming the new standard. President Trump says the U.S. will join the Trillion Tree Initiative. And global business leaders continue to say there is growing demand for companies to do right by society. And we welcome back our own Sarah Eisen, live at the World Economic Forum in Davos, joined by the chairman and CEO of UPS later on this hour. As we said, futures are down ahead of the open. This deadly virus outbreak in China is cooling markets globally as top business leaders meet in Davos for the World Economic Forum. Among today's early speakers was the president touting the recent rally in the stock market as his impeachment trial in the Senate gets underway in Washington. Listen to what he said. Years of economic stagnation have given way to a roaring geyser of opportunity. U.S. stock markets have soared by more than 50 percent since my election, adding more than $19 trillion to household wealth and boosting 401ks, pensions and college savings accounts for millions of hardworking families. A lot of headlines out of the president's address, Jim. Uh, among them, negative rates, quote, something I could get used to very quickly. Love that. Look, I, he still wants lower rates. I think he makes an exaggerated claim. I know that Larry Cudlow was the one telling a pretty good story. and He would need lower rates to be able to get up to 3% or some sort of tax deal. Look, I, I expected a scold. I expected, hey, listen, I, I, I finished China for the moment, and now I'm going to go after Germany. And I am kind of uh, blown away by uh, a, a tape. A, you know, here's a statement you typically don't make. He was very statesmanlike. It was wasn't on Twitter. It was actually done there, and I think he kind of took some people's breath away. Uh, if it weren't for this outbreak, I think that we would be up on his speech alone, uh, because I think he, he there was much. He could have gone there and blasted away. Look, he's he was so much less acrimonious. I think that's important. Yeah, we're going to talk about ESG in a moment. Maybe the only sort of collision uh, thematically that he had was with climate change. Quote, we must reject the perennial profits of doom. Uh, referring to those who are saying we're on the cusp of some sort of emergency globally regarding climate. But there he is. He's, he's been using these terms. There was a really good article in the paper today. He's worried about uh, some issues involving climate someday. I, I think he's trying to figure out how to reconcile his position with everybody else's position in the world without being left behind. Well, but what's been interesting of late, certainly, Jim, and you know this having spent time with Satya Nadella, is the fact that corporate America globally, actually corporations, 
moved in part perhaps by their own shareholder base or the shareholder bases of the future, are doing a lot more than government, at least in this country. Oh, you Not mean, necessarily around the world. Right. We're talking about an administration, to be fair, that still won't even use the words climate change. Right. That bans it basically from the lexicon and any of the agencies that uh, has rolled back environmental regulations uh, across the board in many areas. So... I don't know what he's trying to use or not use, but it's clear in this country that corporate America is certainly more focused on the issue. Yeah, I mean, Sonny Nadella really laid out a plan. I mean, by the way, his plan is so no-nonsense, it's going to be audited. And they can have, along with others, a real big change for what utilities are going to do. I mean, obviously, they want to get rid of coal. The president is not like that. They would like everyone to shift to more wind. Uh, You can't do it on a dime. Uh, And they'd like to uh, switch to more solar. Uh, There's no doubt about it. When you hear this carbon footprint being rolled back, it can play a role, provided that you do the tree initiative. A lot of people, by the way, think this is all Pollyanna, but I know Mark Benioff is talking about tree initiative. I know that uh, there's a big green bond issue, not greenwashing from Bank of America. So there's a a lot of momentum, uh, regardless of what the president wants to do. Uh, By the way, Germany and China are the outliers. They're still putting up coal plants. Yeah. It's kind of strange. We don't put up coal plants. China had committed to certain things, but seemed to back off. They did. uh, In terms of, uh, certainly in terms of coal. Whereas in this country, as you've made the point many times, uh, coal is... Is just well. It's not an economical no. uh, uh, way to create energy. No, I mean, remember, a coal plant lasts forty years. We were the Saudi Arabia coal under President Carter. These plants should all be decommissioned. I mean, think about forty years when he did it. Talk about seventy-eight, seventy-nine. Uh, so I think that this is a natural uh, evolution. Everybody is closing coal plants. And in exchange, a lot of people would like to do wind and solar, but they know that natural gas has to be the base. But it still produces, as bad as it is, it produces much less than coal. So I thought the president might have, if he wanted to, he could have, he could have chided China and chided Germany on coal. And he didn't do it. No, right, they're still part of the Paris Accord, though, we should point out. Yes, we're not. Oh, instead, about regarding Xi, he said, Xi is for China and I'm for the U.S. And other than that, we love each other. Yeah, love each other is a strong term. Uh, <laughs> Truth, truthful it, hyperbole. Yeah, yes, I mean, uh, yeah, look, I read, I didn't read an article that said that we had a good trade deal. But if, maybe they didn't read the 110 pages. I mean, the 110 pages are really pretty amazing of, of the specificity. Now, a lot of the things that we got, we can't make, we don't even make here anymore. But to say that the, the deal's a joke and to say that the American consumer's really been hurt, which is really kind of the narrative I read in traditional media, doesn't make sense. We had very little CPI inflation, almost none. And I do believe that we're going to get a lot of what we wanted, uh, particularly the companies that were at the press conference. How about that press conference? Was that kept the Chinese waiting? I know that we love each other, but, you know, you mentioned everybody who... It was, it was a unique. Wasn't it unique? That's it. It was unique. Unique. David always seizes on that right word. Yes. That is not judgmental. Unique. It was unique. (laughs) Speaking of socially responsible investing, uh, ESG, uh, it's emerging as one of the main themes at Davos. This is Paul Tudor Jones this morning on Squawk addressing that. If you had a blank sheet of paper and we were starting and trying to maximize societal happiness and output and we had those five stakeholders shareholders, employees, customers, communities, the planet, would shareholders be the most important thing to manage companies around? I don't think so. We got- 
comes on the heels of Jim's interview with Nadella, of course, last week, where Nadella had some striking words, I thought, about the threat of climate change. Yeah. Today, uh, BIS has a piece on what they're calling green swans now, threats to climate uh, that could trigger, in their words, some kind of systemic financial crisis. Well, I mean, Saudi clearly feels that way. I mean, he's thinking about, I made the joke to him off camera about how you can't see out of your window if, to buy windows. Uh, they, and he was saying, well, look, let's, it's not funny. It's not funny. Uh, that's going to happen if yeah. we don't get our act. That was an, uh, the, the announcement from them in terms of being carbon negative by 2050 uh, in particular. Uh, in other words, we're moving all the carbon they put into the right. atmosphere as a corporation since 1975 since was, was fascinating. But I also thought Tudor Jones's comments during, uh, during Squawk Box were really interesting. He was very much um, that point that he continued to make, which... In a, it, which is not dissimilar from what we heard from the business roundtable some months ago, but this idea that shareholder return is not necessarily paramount now. Uh, and we're seeing it reflected to a certain extent in, in at least the dichotomy of candidates and the Democratic nominating process for president, certainly Warren and Sanders. Um, it's just interesting that it continues to be a theme. Oh, yeah. And it, it is coupled with, of course, this ESG move that we've been we've been trying to... Uh, pin, trying to highlight over the last few uh, weeks and months. Big, big theme, greenwash. Who is real and who isn't? And Sadia made the point over and over again. Look, we are going to audit. We are going to make sure uh, the scope of uh, three scopes. One is uh, obviously his company, but two are the vendors. Boy, the vendors could be under pressure because there's such a big such a big team there at Microsoft. You want their business. And then he said the users. Now, I don't know how to compel the users. Uh, but this idea of the of the earth as a stakeholder, originally brought up by Mark Benioff, would make it seem like you know what that if they have a vote, right. there's a lot of things but that Tudor are Tudor Jones making these points about capitalism, and obviously he's a capitalist. We all are. Yep. That it, you know, in the '60s, in terms of GDP growth, it was far higher because even though profit margins were far lower, a lot more of profit was going back towards the worker, yes. going back to the worker, and that you know that uh, that's. I don't think he's a supporter of Warren or Sanders, but it sort of sounded more like something they would say. Well, i, I got to tell you, if I were the Chinese, maybe this was behind the deal. They have a very different attitude toward China. Their attitude is to punish China because of coal. Who, who, that is who? Sanders and I see. Right. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Sanders and Warren. They are after China big. So I, I think the long game said that it's only going to get worse for us. So uh, because if the Democrats win, they'll actually try to blockade us, so to speak. There isn't any sign that they want to do more business with China, uh, particularly because they care much more about the climate than our current president, who has a unique position. But having spent a, oh, another week out there at JPM, healthcare, obviously, and just in, in general with uh, what is your sense of, of this movement towards a focus on sustainability by these corporations. Today, I think Starbucks with an announcement yes. as well about plant-based a year and a half on their menu. Right. A year and a half ago, if you asked about it, it'd be like, oh, yeah. Now, they bring it up. They bring it up as the second point after, the, after what they're doing. I mean, and everybody, I mean, companies that don't have a big footprint, the drug companies, but everybody wants to prove that they care. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see what I mean, if you're listening to Slumber's Egg call on Friday, which was a really great call, they did not bring it. 
Slumberjay did not bring it up, but maybe that means Slumberjay is not going to get the price earnings bulletin, even though they had a very good quarter. They had tremendous cash flow, the dividend, and they didn't buy any stock back, but things are really good. But and owning an oil stock was something that people talked about. That is strictly forbidden. Yeah, I'm looking through the Starbucks announcement now. It, is, it does involve expanding plant-based options, shifting from single-use to reusable packaging. There's some carbon reduction in here, uh, regenerative ag practices, reforestation, things that sort of they've, they've worked on regarding free trade and coffee for years. Jim. Mark Benioff is adamant that if we plant all these trees, they'll do great. I think the key to planting trees is make sure they don't die the next year, which is what happened to Bloomberg's tree initiative. I hope that Starbucks no, fixes it. Some of those trees are still alive. No, that was, tree no, that was Bloomberg saying to people, yeah. saying, listen, you know, the key is not to plant, but to plant well, make them live. It's hard to make them live in, on a street in New York City. It's a little easier. Well, you can plant those somewhere. stinko yeah, ginkgos. Yeah, you can. Those things can survive nuclear survive. war. You right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But there's Starbucks making it. You know, look, that's a concerted effort. I wonder whether Dunkin' Donuts is ever going to get rid of the styrofoam that makes it so hot. Right? It's pretty good. I wonder if the Starbucks will get rid of those lines in the airport. Because that's the franchise ones. They franchise those. The, they package, the packaging is a big deal. Packaging is. is huge. And figuring out Everyone. how to get people to bring in reusable, that's very Clorox is trying really I mean, hard. Look at a typical wastebasket outside of Starbucks. It's just filled with Starbucks. Well, they got rid of our, with Starbucks. They got rid of our Starbucks right across the street. Not getting picked up by the sanitation. All right. Well, you know, the, sanitation is that really their job? Good. Yes. It is? Yes. <laughs> okay. It is it's unique. Job. Unique position you have. Yes. I'm using that unique. It's better than the old advice in some cases. In some ways. <laughs> got to keep it. You got to vary it up a little bit. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash. We'll count down to the opening bell. Later on today, we're going to head out to the World Economic Forum in Davos, where Sarah Eisen is going to sit down with the head of UPS, the new head of the IMF. All of that in just a few moments. Meantime, futures, as we said, a little soft today. We'll get to some news on Boeing, Best Buy. There's some valuation calls on the banks, upgrades of Intel ahead of uh, earnings uh, season and week two. Back in a minute. The spirit of performance defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura's been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome back. We'll get started with trading here. First trading day of the week. It is Tuesday, of course, so a shortened uh, week, uh, 13 minutes or so from now. Tesla has been getting a lot of uh, attention, of course. It's yes. It's a $100 billion market. Well, at- here's another analyst trying to little, poke a little hole in it. Tony Saganagy from Bernstein, very distinguished. Comes on halftime a lot. Maybe we'll be there today. I don't know. He says, Tesla stock has doubled in six months. When has this ever happened before? Here's a $325 price target, which would be down here. Uh, but what he says basically is that the risk reward continues to be not great. Uh, the dramatic outperformance is at this point 
almost too, too good to be true. David, there is an element, and people are talking about this, that it was a big short squeeze. It's also an element which just says they got a German factory. If they can put up as fast as the China factory, they'll make the numbers. There was a note uh, this weekend about GM that uh, nobody likes these cars except for Tesla in terms of electronic vehicles. If, obviously, it's more than just EV. They've got a lot of other things that people don't talk about enough. So, I mean, he joins one more chorus yeah. of people who says it's too late. And the stock doesn't seem to quit. It doesn't seem to stop, does it? Uh, The Journal today uh, talking about that German factory and saying it's going to be highly unlikely they can put it up as quickly as they did in China. Uh, because of the bats? really was almost a, just a year because of they the bats and World very, War, a lot of different regulations World War they have II there. bombs? Yep. They got to clean the bombs? They got to clean up I don't know. I think Elon, I, 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 he's defied a lot of people in terms yeah. of skepticism. People well, don't realize how hard he pushes yeah, in know. terms of getting things done. I don't know if and I, I hear this not just from Tesla, but some, his other companies, some you know, private ones even, that you don't realize that he's always pushing hard, hard, hard. Well, now that he's not, uh, let's say, squandering his time on, te- on uh, Twitter and uh, really kind of castigating those who don't understand, but he's focused entirely on work. Look at this thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, people say, well, come on, Jim. What? I mean, this is a heck of a move. Don't, don't you think at this point, if you've been along, maybe it's not a bad idea to take a take some profit? Uh, yes. But remember, I'm I, I'm more disciplined than the people who own Tesla. I think the right direction is going up as to grow into that market cap. It's not there yet. Uh, Tony's piece, obviously, again, you look at it and you say, well, hold it. He liked the you know, His price chart was 325. What good is he? Um, the answer is, is that this is a company that many people shorted and they never thought it could reach earnings. And if it does uh, at $10 per share next year, it's still expensive at this point. Yeah, these numbers are incredible, though. Also, Musk in for a big payday, I believe, right around this level. Uh, all stock because of a agreement yeah. he had entered into a couple of years ago. Well, look, he's yeah. a miracle worker. The China, 10 months for that factory, tremendous demand in China for, for uh, Tesla. It is not just EV. It's fun. It's fun to drive. I like it. We got a lot more, of course. A reminder as well as we head to break. Uh, can't get enough of Squawk on the Street? Me neither. So you can watch us live or anytime on the go. It's the CNBC app. You got to download it today. We're going to count you down to the opening bell, of course. We got one in about 10 minutes and a lot more Squawk on the Street. For more than a decade, Comcast has been committed to bridging the digital divide and connecting millions to affordable high speed internet. But the barriers to get connected go well beyond affordability. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to reach millions with digital skills training, resources, and opportunities needed to succeed in a digital world. Project Up, building a future of unlimited possibilities. Learn more at Comcast.com slash Project Up. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. 
For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Asia was weak overnight, and futures are this morning as well, as China confirms this new respiratory virus. We're watching, obviously, China stocks, luxury goods, airlines ahead of the Chinese New Year. Let's take another look at the futures here. Opening bell a few minutes away. And don't go anywhere, because we'll get early movers and an interview with the CEO of UPS in a moment. Watching CNBC Squawk on the Street, live from the financial capital of the world. Opening bell in just about four minutes on a busy Tuesday. We're going to cram a lot into a holiday-shortened week as we keep our eye on this new virus that's been confirmed by China. We were mentioning Paul Tudor Jones on ESG a moment ago, and he did have some comments, Jim, about this global rally we're in. Essentially called it crazy town. Right, right. Well, look, I think that he's one of those guys, and I love him, all right, but focus uniquely on what the Fed's going to do and how there's a lot of liquidity, I come back and say earnings, earnings, earnings. That if the earnings justify this price journey's multiple, they'll be fine. The earnings are not controlled uh, by the Fed. Uh, the earnings are much more controlled by the companies. I, I think that he uh, is a futures guy. He's not a stock guy. I end up agreeing with him that maybe we get to pay too much for the earnings. But if the earnings come in, I won't feel like it's that dangerous. Morgan Stanley reports a really good number last week. And what happens? Very typical. City downgrades. Fairly valued. Ten times earnings. I mean, ten times earnings. Fairly valued. It was in a monster quarter. James Corman made a point that there were no down days. That that's why they are a completely different company. It meant nothing. It means well, nothing it's to up the street. 27% in three months. But it still sells at ten times earnings. I mean, they're all up a lot. And you could expect that they should have reversed big. What they did was they did far better than expected, and they stayed in place. Well, to and your I, point, Credit Suisse does up their target to 3600 today. They were at 3425 right. based on EPS growing 62. Well, that I'm, that I'm with. Uh, the idea that you can just say, hey, listen, it's, it's the Fed, the Fed, the Fed. I find that tiresome because, uh, frankly, our rates are much higher than the rest of the world. Uh, guys wanted to highlight uh, an activist play that uh, hit a few minutes ago, but let's get to it before the bell. Evergy, I, I don't know if you know this company, Jim. It is the, it's the merger of Great Plains and West Star, regulated utility, Kansas, Missouri. Um, what's interesting here, Elliott owns um, 11.3 million shares, $760 million. It's about a $15 billion market value, so you can do the math and figure out their percentage ownership. But what is kind of interesting about it is they want them to stop buying back stock and start investing more in the so-called system, the transmission lines, wind power, decommissioning coal plants. Uh, Elliot is not an ESG activist but at all. that's the opposite of what you would expect. Yes, and that's what's somewhat interesting here. Uh, and they say their low rate-based growth and its over-reliance on share buybacks have created deep concerns among investors over Evergy's long-term growth outlook and its ability to create value after the share buybacks are completed in mid-2020. What do they want them to do? They want them to actually, um, uh, their coal plants until the end of their useful lives is uninspired, their intention of operating them and economically inefficient. Evergy lags behind leading peers that have pledged to reduce carbon emissions by 70 to 80 percent by 2030 and achieve net zero emissions by 2050. Uh, and they point out that a lot of their system is an area where the wind is a huge resource and they want them to do more wind. Now, by the way, this is not an ESG play for Elliott, but it is 
an ESG play. Right. Overall, at least in what they're, That's what they're pushing here. Uh, and you can see the stock is responding. Nominating window, by the way, doesn't open, I think, until March. Um, they did some things, though, recently, apparently on a governance uh, perspective that upset Elliott, and that's why they may have chosen to come public. Well, I do think that we are now in a world where you're going to get a lower price earnings multiple. Uh, these typically trade are relative to interest this rates. This is traded fairly well, given interest rates. However, it has underperformed, Elliott underperformed its peer group. Because well, the utilities are doing fire. well, and apparently investors are rewarding those utilities that are investing in the system. Yes, uh, AEP. Decided as much as they can. Let's be environmentally friendly. Let's do what's necessary. Nick Akins, really old-fashioned. You remember the largest, largest uh, power distributor in the country. They're very committed. They wanted to do a gigantic wind project that was voted down by the regulators in Texas. Well, the president doesn't like windmills. No, because they give you cancer. Yeah, they for the birds. He really doesn't like windmills. He doesn't like windmills. That's or bad for that have That's GE. How about GE? He doesn't like light bulbs that are energy efficient. Those, those are but smart. anyhow, it's an interesting point you make because the utilities are being rewarded that are actually focused on that, and right. that seems to be where Elliot's trying to push these guys. Look at Dominion, letter D. I mean, they've been, uh, they have tremendously low costs for what they have, what they produce. That's been a, a hotbed of places to put data centers. I mean, maybe these guys should have had more data centers if they were wind-oriented. I like that. It's interesting by Elliot. All right, well, I mean, they're not ESG. Here's the long letter. You can read it. Oh, okay. Let me just grab that, and I'll come back While to you. While you're doing that, uh, Brett's filling in pretty negative here. At the big board, it's Stereo Taxis, celebrating the company's recent Stereo listing taxis. at the NYSE. Sonos. At the NASDAQ, Eurovin Science is a biopharma focused on developing therapies for urologic conditions. Jim, uh, we will watch uh, travel-related names um, to see if, in fact, there's a downgrade of activity in the wake of this virus. Well, United, uh, the cruise lines have always been attacked. Uh, sold very aggressively. Obviously, the casinos, because people feel that, that uh, the, the travelers will stay home. And those are the ones that are hit. I, uh, by the way, GlaxoSmithKline is the company that's done more on vaccines than anybody else. Second would be Merck. Uh, and waiting to hear from them what they've come up with, uh, what, where they are, we don't know. I mean, I think that this thing went people to people before people realized it. Uh, I look. I am I scared? You know, I think that I've seen this over and over again. It's people These sell coronaviruses and the human to human transmission. They can mutate very quickly, apparently. Uh, but it's not as, as serious as SARS was in terms of at least as deadly. No, SARS was 800 dead. Uh, right now, we've got six confirmed dead. Uh, World Health Organization will hold an emergency meeting on Wednesday. But to Jim's point, when Las Vegas Sands United all leading the S and P lower. I mean, they usually come back. I, I do think that. They have the ability to be able to track it. Marriott down. I, I thought Arnie Sorensen looked great today. He's been ill. He looks like he's all better, which is congratulations to him. But I do think that anything travel-related gets shot, and then they come back. Look, there are uh, the cruise ships have a good business out of China. Um, I can tell you from the, well, I'll tell you from that healthcare conference, uh, vaccines are hot. Uh, but what's really hot is just ways to cure, can- cure cancer, not just maintenance, cure cancer, by uh, all genetic, mm-hmm. you know, finding uh, personalization of vaccines, which is really amazing our lifetime. You know, it's funny because 10 years ago or 15 years ago, Jim, uh, we were talking about the drug industry not being particularly innovative. Things were yeah. 
uh, well, we'll extend the patent life by adding this, or it's just here's another medicine that will maybe be helpful for you that we're hoping you're going to have to take every day. But there's been a change. They bought biotech companies. Yeah, but also I think 10 years out of the human genome being available fully, decoded and available, and cheaper and cheaper and cheaper in terms of the ability to use that, it appears that there is a wave of innovation taking place now that you saw firsthand out there. Sequencing, sequencing. Uh, the company's very committed to uh, very high, lofty goals of what they can accomplish. Uh, I met with this company, Moderna, and they have, uh, they're developing cancer vaccines. Cancer vaccines, this is incredible. You're seeing illnesses, cancer illnesses, that have killed people routinely, that no longer kill people. Uh, the flip side is, is that you didn't see much innovation away from cancer. So you could argue that that's not possible. Um, There's an over abundance of companies working on cancer. It, it's a disease, you know, it's a terrible disease, right. particularly lung cancer, not all smoking. And then there's other illnesses that are just kind of not going. Anything brain? No, but we're brain is not looked at. cures as, as opposed to right. just No, it's saving lives. Cures. Saving lives. But, you know, there's not a lot against heart attack. Uh, there's not a lot against um, what the world. They're doing some with rheumatoid arthritis, which is, you know, obviously terrible. As this wave of innovation continues, does it start to um, mitigate some of the criticism of drug I, prices? Definitely. Because people... Great point. I mean, what, look, when you have a relative that's saved over time, you're saying, wow, wait a second. By the way, GW Pharma did some, has done some amazing work with epilepsy and a cannabis-derived drug, a gigantic quarter, uh, but it's lumped in with these, you know, Afrias, marijuana stocks nobody cares about. You know, uh, Tilray, moving up, that's probably going to drive it. <laughs> Uh, upgrades today. We got a few. Costco. On, wow. Uh, as uh, Oppie goes to outperform. I spent the morning with Costco doing a big piece tonight on it. They are on fire. Uh, Galanti doing a great job as CFO. Jelinek doing a fantastic job as CEO. Uh, I went there. They had Camus for about 70 bucks. They have a huge wine uh, wine collection out there. They had a, they sold a uh, jewel. Uh, they sold a, a piece of jewelry for four hundred fifty thousand dollars in that store. That's a lot of money. Um, but it is they, we were at their he- uh, you know, near their headquarters and they're on fire. Uh, by the way, China they have one. They can put up a huge number in China. Uh, they had one. They closed it after two hours uh, because it was too crowded. They were angry at themselves. A lot of people felt well, Wall Street says, oh, let's put them up. No, he said, we obviously haven't figured out how to handle the crowds. But they are going to expand in China like you've never seen. It's going to be amazing. Remember, they have 100 in Canada. They put easily 100 in China. It's going to be incredible. By the way, uh, sea, uh, they like sea cucumbers in China. They brought Smaller. Them yeah. Yes. They brought them over. Yes. They brought a lot of uh, different crackers over, Chinese crackers. I don't know. I like the lox and bagels. They made us a platter of lox and bagels. It was about the best I've ever had. Where was this? At Costco. Oh. Compared to Russ and Daughters. People comparing it to uh, Russ and Daughters. Forget it. I'm not kidding you. Nothing's better than Barney Greengrass. No, that Barney Greengrass was slammed. Well, that's ridiculous. Well, no, it's, David, this isn't international. This is not national. It's not local. Well, Russ and Daughters versus, no. I, they had well, everything just bagels. Stop. Just stop. Just stop. Why? Just stop. Costco, better than those. Just stop. Pressure. I'm sorry. I w- could you Stop. at least could you at least try it no. before? You- Jalanek doesn't do a lot of press, so that's a big first deal. time. Yeah, first time. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, Nova just trading there. Nova, I-N-S-T-R. That is not the Nova that I had. <laughs> um, by the way, I had, they had uh, veggie cream cheese too. Veggie Okay, I get you. That's good. Sounds good. Semis, Intel, uh, as Jeffrey's ups to hold. AMD gets a couple uh, price target bumps. The big one's over at Cowan, 47 oh. to 60. The pressure on Lisa Sue, CEO of AMD. I'm aware of who me. she is. Thank you. Oh, you were telling the viewers. I'm sorry. Right. Well, remember, it's a podcast, too. I have to do that. The pressure's really great. Uh, by the way, Intel, it, they've got a, Bob Swan as a package, a, a huge amount if the stock stays above 60. I think this is you know interesting way to people are starting to reward a lot of, a lot of CEOs if the stock goes higher. Uh, I Tesla, think that's great. Most dramatic example. Oh, yeah. yeah. Has he yeah. is he in that yet, Carl? Do you I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, I need to look back yeah. and remember. I know he's very close, and I remember when yeah. it was announced at the time. We applauded it because it was not taking. A, he was not taking right. a large salary. It was a stock price yeah. that was so far beyond where the current price was that it seemed as though shareholders would be perfectly happy to give Elon a billion. I agree. Uh, Intel, by the way, sixty-two. He's got to go up two more. I, look, I think that. He's so aligned with the stock. Wait, only who? Elon. Yeah. Okay. Only Axon, which is the old Taser, they've got a similar situation where if the stock trades up big, they'll make fortunes. Oh my God! People are buying Zoetis because Zoetis has vaccines for animals. Is this animal based? The coronavirus. I don't know the origin right. of it, the. It, isn't it from bats potentially? Oh, well, SARS well, was. But Zoetis is not. But I then guess. it's animal to a human, and then it's human to you. Right. Yeah, that's because how it's always human to you all the time. But I do think so. I mean, Zoetis is a great company, but you know, to presume that they've got something is taking a pretty big leap of faith. Uh, They're a good company, too. Boeing, a couple pieces of news. One is uh, a report from our airline reporter, Leslie Joseph, that they're in talk to uh, borrow $10 billion or more amid the max costs, which we estimate are about a billion a month now. Um, the head of air lease... One of the biggest customers is advising them to drop the Max name. Says uh, it should go down in history as a bad name for an aircraft. Well, it's not like New Coke. I mean, hello. I thought the president wanted to rebrand. Held three, held three twenty on Friday. Did it not? Yeah, it does. I mean, it, you know, they borrow five, then they borrow ten. People like the new Open Boeing, but there's another piece today about how in 2009, I mean, the long knives are out for Boeing, and yet at a certain point. They, no one paid any attention to that independent panel that said that they didn't snow the FAA. That was an independent panel. It wasn't owned by Boeing. What's the word on Calhoun, David? I think it's a little early. Too early? I think it's too early. Well, I want him here. I want him right here. It's not right like Zanga too early. I want, too no, early. I want Calhoun right over there. <laughs> I, I mean, it's time that he just talks about what he sees because this is fast track. I mean, they got to get this thing done. I, they got to get this thing done now. Why is it just, why is it software? We don't even know. But if he comes here, you, I mean, the simulator was obviously a big deal. probably more focused on actually trying to get stuff done and then well, communicate later what you've gotten it done as opposed to talk well, about what you're going to do. Well, let's hear about it. And really, you think it's premature? Not that I want to discourage him from coming. I'm just trying to do a get. You well, never heard communication of, strategy no, I mean, would not be to communicate with us. David's doing something very interesting. He's saying, you know what? Jim wants to get the guy on. Whoa, Jim, give that up. I mean, I'm not Mike, you know, I'm not Mike Wallace, but you're Mike Douglas. <laughs> really quick, before we... Do you like to sit on the couch? <laughs> Cigarettes. Um, Uber's back above the 200-day for the first time since August. They did it! 
it. As they get out of Uber Eats in India, you've been calling for this for a long time. Oh, my God. This stock is undervalued. This stock is undervalued. As they get out of bad Uber Eats, it is just going to go higher because it's an ecosystem. Mark Mahaney was on our network last week talking about this is number one. If he could actually That's double. Right. Mark is very, very good. He's really, you know, he, he, I think he's spot on on this. He comes in that San Francisco Bureau and really just kind of listens and say, wow, that was good. See, we have a Bureau in San Francisco. I'm yeah. aware of it. I'd like to get there more One often. market. I was there last March. Yeah, for a day. I was there for two days, yeah. Two days. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know it was that long. I'd like to be there more often. If you invited me along, I might join you. Well, David, you have said that many times. You don't like to get up at 2 o'clock like I do. I don't. It's that wake the same up call. time. That, that wake-up call. That I, went to a goal, I went to a Warriors game. Again, this happened. The wake-up call is the time that I'm up. I, I like this early morning wake-up call. Get up. You're up. The Warriors got crushed. It was not the Warriors of old. Next time we're with you, Jim. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, my wake up call is like 5 a.m. No, that's like that. No, that's that, 8 no. It's here. like you're already doing a tea. You're getting made up. All right. Happy birthday to Regina Gilgan. Oh, very nice. Yeah, she's we, about we 30. We love Regina. We do. Yep. Uh, and we, uh, welcome back to our own Sarah Eisen, who's back from maternity leave three and a half months ago. She and her husband, Matt, welcomed their second son, Harrison James Levine, into the world. And right away, she's off to Davos, live this morning from the World Economic Forum with a big lineup of guests. Sarah, did you miss us? Because we sure missed you. Of course I missed you guys. And I feel right at home being on Squawk on the Street. Three boys at home. Three of you guys uh, on set. And and I just felt like I should really ease back into work by leaving my family for six nights to come to Davos. Felt like very appropriate for me uh, and my hardworking life. No, but seriously, didn't want to miss Davos. All the newsmakers here. It started fast with President Trump, and we've got a fantastic lineup for you. I'll be very excited to see you guys back in studio, but happy to be back with you here. Uh, All right. So this week in Davos, and then we'll get you back on set starting on Monday, right? Starting on Monday, I will be back. And I've got a very appropriate guest for my return from maternity leave here to kick things off. Sitting here beside me is David Abney. He's a chairman and CEO of UPS. I was with him for lunch the day before I went into labor. So nice of you to be back with me for my return. (laughs) Good to see you, David. President Trump kicked it off this morning, as I mentioned, with a pretty optimistic beat, uh, talking about America's economic achievements. Do you share that optimism right now as you look out to 2020? Well, we were certainly encouraged by the, the, the U.S.-China Phase 1 and USMCA in the last week, both of those getting approved. We think it's a step in the right direction. We think there's some positive momentum here. And, of course, we want to see that carry over into Phase 2. So you were, I believe, at the signing of Phase 1. Yes. What is going to be the impact on UPS of that deal? Well, I think the immediate impact is that many of our customers, especially end consumers, were about to get hit with another tariff that was going to really increase the cost of goods. We got that stopped, and then some of the other tariffs were reduced. So I believe we will immediately, immediately see some relief there. And then just encourage that the two governments will find ways to reach agreements on some of these issues so that we can increase growth, uh, trade both ways. Yeah, what are you expecting for trade volumes this year? Because the uncertainty has lifted, but many of the tariffs are still in place. Yeah, they are. And, uh, and all of those don't go away. We just think that there's some positive momentum. We will see, 
I think that we will see a few more exports from China coming into the U.S. with some of that uh, uncertainty taken away. But at the same time, Chinese exports to other parts of the world, we've seen increase. So we'll see what the results here are. What about the industrial sector of the U.S. economy? You've got a pretty good feel for manufacturing, and it has been slow. Yeah, the last uh, comments that I was able to make was after the third quarter. And at that time, certainly uh, we're seeing that, that it just wasn't picking up the way that we would have liked. At the same time, the consumer was really carrying the economy. And then I'll be able to say more next week. I know, you're in quiet period, so you're dancing around this. Can you tell us anything about, though, the strength of the consumer over the holiday season? Yeah, what we really saw is, from an e-commerce standpoint, uh, picked up maybe even faster than what we thought. And there were certainly some uh, winners, some companies that came out much better than maybe some people would expect. Like who? We'll talk more (laughs) next Can't you name names for us? I cannot. Was it seamless for you overall in terms of the logistics? Yes, it was. Now, we knew it was going to be heavy because there were less days between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So right after Thanksgiving, there were a few days that uh, that were challenging, but we felt very good about how the network held up. What about returns? Returns are very busy this time of year. It used to be that uh, Christmas Eve is when everything kind of slowed down. Now with returns, it carries on even through this week. Because of the e-commerce boom and the fact that everyone's just shopping That's right. online. And a lot of people, the return rate for e-commerce is just so much higher than brick and mortar. What about globally? People look at UPS as a global economic bellwether as well. Right. What do you see for growth? IMF just downgraded forecast for global right. growth this week. We move uh, 3% of the world's GDP, so we have a pretty good view of what's going on uh, at the present time. We really aren't a leading indicator. We can't tell what's going to, to happen in the future. And again, sorry, but uh, next week I'll be able to talk more about how we see global trade looking. Your stock had actually a pretty good year, up more than 20%. Your chief rival, FedEx, that was down more than 10% for the year. How do, you, how do you look at that divergence that played out? I think the, what has worked for us has been that we, six, seven years ago, really concentrated on e-commerce. We could see it coming, and we started making the investments and started developing the technology. And I just think that uh, that we are further ahead from that regard. And now e-commerce has absolutely lived up to our expectations, and it will continue. So we have to continue to transform our company and continue to stay ahead of the needs of our customers. I would say that's been one of your signature efforts, right, transforming the company into an e-commerce world. You've been there for six years. How, how do you think about your future and UPS's future and what you have left to do? Well, the company, uh, we've had a great past, and, uh, and our present was, was still good, and it has been. We just knew that we needed to transform the company if the future was going to be even more positive than our past. So embracing technology, embracing e-commerce, embracing global markets, and that's where we made the moves with the company. David Abney, thank you for joining me. All right. Thank you, sir. Chairman and CEO of UPS. Guys, we'll see you in just a bit. I'm going to talk to the new managing director of the IMF in the next hour. All right, Sarah, we can't wait for a great week of coverage. It's great to have you back on our air, our own Sarah Eisen. Let's get a check on where things stand as we kick off uh, today's trade. As we said, holiday shortened week. Uh, Dow action down 25, not as bad as the futures might have suggested. Back in a minute.
some pictures of Davos this week. There's a lot more to come from the World Economic Forum in the coming days, including the executives of Nestle, Philip Morris, Dow, Micron, Salesforce, JPM, and wow. more. Dow down 40. Stop trading with Jim in a moment. Wow. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Yeah, I, there's no app about Facebook. I want to talk about Facebook for a second. Facebook, when I was out there, is the company where people are just saying, you want to sell your goods? Instagram. And I, I, I can't tell you how many off the record said you use Instagram, including companies that you would be quite shocked who don't really want to admit that Instagram is the place to go, but uh, uniformly. And it tells me that uh, penetration isn't nearly as much as it can go higher. Meanwhile, Jim, uh, Jeopardy clue on Friday night. The answer, of course, was mad money. Yeah. They didn't know. They didn't know. I was kind of like, well, guys, I mean, give they me didn't a break. know. But Alex Trebek was like, man, please, come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was kind of disappointing. 15 years and crying with Regina Gilgit birthday. Um, like, they didn't know. I'm just obviously just a recognizable figure, nothing more than that. <laughs> It's Surpri- I am surprised at that. Aren't you? I mean, well, you were you were a contestant. What, wasn't the champions round though? Those right. guys. No, were, I mean, but you know, he's a contestant. Maybe if Dave, if Dave was a contestant, I could do well. But you no, know, they didn't know. They're all blank. I might have come up. I was like, a, I, I think I should have been a two hundred. I mean, it was like that that easy. Uh, well, what is tonight, I Jim? I was crushed by it, but I I didn't tell anybody I'm crushed. <laughs> I keep it to myself. I have Log- I keep Logitech. Well, that's the way to do gaming. Brack and Daryl and Craig Jelinek in a rare interview. Where he does not talk about the locks and bagels. Good, but, I man. hope he doesn't. Uh, but uh, he, that's awesome. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you're going to love the interview. This is my most exciting interview out west other than Saudi. They are killing it. You're killing it. Jim, it's great to have you back at this you. desk. Yeah, I'm getting, jeez, uh, can I just stay home for a while? <laughs> You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.